Welcome to Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone as the Utah Jazz end their five-game losing streak with a solid performance against the L.A. Clippers tonight. The zone defense and a unique one at that thrown out by Will Hardy and Jordan Clarkson flames on to a Jazz win. We're talking about it coming up on Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone. Thanks very much for joining us here on Postcast. We bring it to you after every single Jazz game and Ron, I'll just kind of leave it open floor to you. I obviously led with two things, but I'll go with what's your first impression of the first Jazz win in six games. Well, the first impression I have was, was obviously watching them, what they worked on this morning, and then watching them go through it tonight here in, in this game. Something that they want to get better at, uh, because going forward in the long run, they think that playing that zone type of zone is going to help them defensively. You heard um, Coach Hardy talk about collectively having to rebound the basketball uh, and I'm not sure if this is going to help them rebound because I know when you play a zone you know a lot of times you, you not get to the point where you can box guys out but they didn't get beat on the boards tonight. No sound there for the first few minutes on YouTube we have it back up and running I think uh, just to clarify I opened up by just kind of commenting that the Jazz showed both uh, a, a new zone defense and a uh, Jordan Clarkson flame on Ron uh, then touching on just uh, the fact that he heard a bunch of, watched a bunch of things in practice and the Jazz being home and being able to mm -hmm. practice. Let's dig into that zone because we first saw it in San Francisco at practice uh, before the Warriors game, but they hadn't rolled it out. I actually talked to Alex Jensen before the game today. I said, hey, like, when do we see that? He's like, tonight, like probably early. Mm -hmm. And w there were some unique things to this zone, particularly the front of the 2-3 zone where Lowry marketed and Jared Vanderbilt. So what do you see? Well, um I don't know if you remember the Chicago Bulls years ago that used to play a zone quite a bit, and the, the point man was always Scottie Pippen. Six foot nine, long arms and stuff like that that would generate things. This is uh, probably the same thing depending on who's at the point, uh, and the way they get into it is uh, if marketing's man is bringing the ball to the floor, now he's the point man. And, or if Jordan Clarkson brings the ball before, now he's the point man there guarding the ball. And so the shift is always there, but then soon as there's a cutter, a lot of times they'll get out of it or uh, then just depend on, you know, what kind of zone they want to play. And, and then other times they'll stay in it. But sometimes when there's a cutter, then you go with them, and now you're in a man-to-man situation. So I think it's really interesting, the idea. We always played zone as a kid, 2-3 zone, guards up front, big guys in the back in the nba where the three-point line is as potent as the rim having a seven footer and a six ten guy as the two of the two three zone makes so much sense to me like it's miami's done a little bit of it like it makes a lot of sense Ron. like the zone you just talked about was in a different era where the three wasn't as potent but even those guys jordan was six six ron harper was six four scotty pippen was i think six seven six eight so those were big, long guys. You know, the idea, like, you were going to play, the Jazz tried to play zone last year with Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley as the 2-3. Like, that, it's just too much airspace. But you play Lowry Markkinen and Jared Vanderbilt in the front, you're taking away a lot of the court. Yeah, you're, you're taking away a, a lot, uh, especially if guys, if they want to, you know, sh shoot the three. Um, keeps you from, sometimes, from dropping the big, even though they did with Vanderbilt over there in the corner with, with Zubak a couple of times, but it, it still creates a problem, I, I think, for the defense. The, the more the Jazz do this, the better they'll get at it and, and to the point where uh, they'll be able to rebound out of it and, and get out and run. But 
they needed something to slow down the uh, the dribble drives and guys getting getting to the basket as often as, uh, as as they were doing here in this five game losing streak. All right, the game starts with about as good a first quarter offensively as you can have. Now the Clippers come in as the second best defensive team in the league. Let's be honest, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George didn't play, but they haven't played a lot. And this has still been the second best defensive team in the league. So this was a really interesting matchup. This was the Jazz fourth best offense in the NBA, Clippers second best defense, Jazz. Seventh best half-court offense. Clippers third best half-court defense. Like, this was a super interesting matchup. Again, I do understand Paul George and Kawhi Leonard have not played, but they haven't played for five straight games. They're still the second best defensive team in the league. And Kawhi's only played four games all season. The Jazz come out and score 35 points in the first half. Listen to these numbers. They shoot 11 of 17. They miss six shots. They get three of those six misses as offensive rebounds. Their effective field goal percentage for the quarter, which is if you were to take the shooting percentage and make every shot a two, was 88%. They took, shot the equivalent of 88% if they were shooting twos. Their offensive rebounding rate was actually 60%, and their offensive rating was 167, meaning every time they crossed half court, they averaged 1.67 points per possession. That is a perfect offensive first quarter tonight. It, it, it really is, and, and the way they get off to that good start in that first quarter, I mean, just it's, it's great. I mean, we, we see it from game to game, and... Uh, you know, just hope that the Jazz can continue this. And the more they practice at things, the better they're going to get at it. Uh, and just thinking about something, there, the downsides of, of downside of playing that zone, and I'm sure they'll get better at it, is you're, you're susceptible to offensive rebounds. Which they didn't have a huge problem tonight. They allowed two offensive rebounds in the first quarter. They allowed three offensive rebounds in the second quarter. And they allowed two offensive rebounds in the third quarter. And they finished the night allowing... 17 offensive rebounds, which means, if my math is right, they allowed 10 offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter alone? Is that possible? I got a fourth quarter stat right here. Yeah, Jazz allowed 10, 10 offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter fourth, alone. Yeah. Wow. I wonder if those were after the game mattered. Well, it prob- feel, probably it not. It didn't feel like they... It actually felt to me the opposite. I actually have down on our notes on our, our rundown offensive rebounding. Because I thought the fourth quarter tonight, as we now go out of order, um, I thought the Jazz fourth quarter tonight, the Jazz... Offensive rebounding was the key. Jared Vanderbilt had two or three putbacks. Alinek had a putback. I thought the Jazz actually gave the Clippers the medicine that everybody else had been giving the Jazz in the third quarter. What was the the Jazz ended up with five offensive rebounds and how many second chance points? Ten second chance points in that quarter. So they went they they converted every single one of their offensive rebounds into points. Yeah. So it, and again, you know, this is something we're very excited about. This is uh, I think it's out of necessity that they that they need to you know be able to have the, the luxury of being able to go to that and 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 and, and it be effective uh, and they'll get better at it and to the point where but it's something where you know will harding has talked about this hap- they have to rebound collectively and uh, this uh, hopefully will give everybody an opportunity you know to uh, to rebound the ball interesting comment in our comment section from roberto who has been i think on before but he says cows fan here Whatever Will Hardy is doing with Colin Sexton, keep it going. I've never seen him hustle hard defensively in all the four years of the Cavs like I saw him tonight. I thought Colin changed the game. And, and I think we have the perfect description for Colin. I need to work on it a little bit. But my, my comment on Colin right now is he's almost a beautiful piece of marble. But the marble still has all sorts of rough edges, and it might scratch you, and it's got, like, it's not, and and we're trying to polish it up so it becomes a really, really beautiful piece of art. But at times, the edges are rough, and he shows it to you in and out. But tonight, the, the beauty of his marble is the competitiveness and the fire 
and the speed and the athleticism and the, uh, the strength at the rim. He showed it defensively. That I thought he changed the game to open the third quarter with just his tenacity. Yeah, it, he, he has that, that motor, I, I think, that you know, all of us will end up really liking. Uh, he's green around the edges in some areas, as you just mentioned there, and he has his moments of really brilliance. But then there, there's times when uh, he's, he, he scrambles a little bit, and, and, and it affects his game. He's being talked to a lot by Will. Will is, is very much trying to make him much, a much better basketball player, make him more of an efficient basketball player, along with Mike Conley there as well. So, and, and I told you, who, who is this that said Roberto. that? Roberto. He, he can he can see it. I mean, we I think we can all see that 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 he has the um, the will, you know, to be a good player in this league. Sexton's drive numbers and pick and roll numbers over the last five games are fabulous. Some of his reads, things like that, that Ron's talking about, need to get better. But his individual numbers offensively recently have just been outstanding. They were again tonight. It's funny, Ron. In this game, I thought I never said it out loud during the broadcast, but there was a moment I thought where I was like, oh shoot, this is just one of those nights where they're beginning to start a run. And we don't have that guy. Like I had said this to you earlier in the year, the one problem we're going to have this year is when you don't have that guy and someone's on a 6-2 run, you don't really have a guy to, way to go stop that or make mm-hmm. that. And Jordan Clarkson was that guy tonight. Jordan yeah. Clarkson stopped those runs tonight for the Jazz. Yeah, in that third period, he really came, came to life. I look at my notes here. He only had nine, 12, he had 16 points at the half, ended up with 27. Knock, didn't knock down a three in that third period, but he was getting to the free throw line getting into the mid-range and, and knocking down some shots there offensively. But, you know, you can say that. He did all this and he made free throws, but when he made them, I think, was one of the big things. And the corner three was the shot of the night. Tim Lacombe told us on the postgame, we didn't see it, that Saxon had started to walk it up and Jordan kind of was like, come on, come on, come on. And Jordan sprinted to the corner and got that ball uh, in that spot. I thought another player that was really good tonight was Walker Kessler. He came in a little earlier in the game than he had been in the past. There might be, I think that there's, Will Hardy would like to play Walker Kessler more, and I think he'd like to play him earlier because teams play centers early and then usually go small and more athletic in their second units, and maybe that's where Jared Vanderbilt can thrive. So I thought that there was a little bit of a transfer in when the minutes were distributed to Kessler and Vanderbilt tonight, and both of them had great nights. It's worth keeping an eye on. Yeah, you can see that that, uh, Kessler is getting better. I mean, his, his... He's, he's reading, uh, he, he's blocking shots. He had four block shots tonight, incidentally. And, and he's just getting much better. Um, the more he, time he gets on the floor, uh, the more he's going to help this basketball team. So getting a chance to play earlier and maybe extending those minutes a little bit. Uh, Vanderbilt's maybe leaving a little earlier and playing with the, with the second group or something like that. You know, he's just, again, Will is, is experimenting with a lot of things and trying to make this team better. And, and I, I like the upside of, of Kessler, that's for sure. All right. There have been a few nights recently where two stars has been hard. Two stars is hard tonight. Like, I mean, there have been a lot of votes in our chat room tonight. Uh, the two stars. I mean, I could make a claim for Lowry. I could make a claim for Vanderbilt. I could make a claim for Jordan. I can make a claim for Colin. We just made a claim for Walker. Where are you going, Ron Boone? I'm going with Vanderbilt and Clarkson. I think that's a very fair assessment on your end. 12 Uh, rebounds. Wait, Clarkson and Vanderbilt, you said, right? Yeah. Sexton deserves a little bit of love, though, is my only thought. Yeah. The six turnovers leave me a little, but plus 19 for Jordan Clarkson has been a, or for Colin Sexton, who's been, quite honestly, a horrendous plus-minus player. I'm going Colin Sexton tonight on the plus-minus, some of the tenacity. 
of that beautiful piece of marble to me wins my heart tonight. I'll go JC and Sexton. I'll go the guard line tonight. All right, those are our two stars. Feel free to vote on our YouTube chat. You see some of them already coming in. Andy went JC and Sexton. RR went Var uh, uh, Vanderbilt and JC. So we've all got kind of a, an even. Lacey says, I can't even pick two stars tonight. She's so happy. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. This has been Postcast Jazz and the five-game losing streak of the win over the Clippers. Have a good one.